Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And this one is a very special one for me because I have some exciting news for you. What I've seen over the years is that there is a real lack of support and good information when it comes to fertility and pregnancy. So many of the women I speak with are super confused about all the conflicting information out there, especially when it comes to things like which foods to eat during preconception and pregnancy and the best prenatal vitamin to take and which lab testing they should be doing. And I really want to help you get the answers you need to feel really empowered around your health and to help you get the best outcomes in terms of supporting your fertility and pregnancy and a healthy baby. If you're on your fertility or pregnancy journey, I really want to be able to give you that same level of care and support that I give to my one-on-one clients in High Vibe and Gut Healthy. So this week, I'm introducing you to my newest team member, Andesha Butterfield, who is a functional nutritionist and registered nurse specializing in fertility and pregnancy. Andesha worked in clinical medicine as a registered nurse for over 20 years, and she developed a passion for functional nutrition after enduring the emotional roller coaster of IVF. Being blessed with two children through the IVF process shifted her passion to the root cause of why she was unable to conceive naturally. And she's now super passionate about supporting women and couples to have the best fertility outcomes and pregnancy journey possible. We are going to be launching our new program very soon. So if any of this is resonating with you and it sounds like something you're after, jump on the wait list so you're the first to know when the new program goes live. There are only going to be limited spots available in our first intake. So you can head to frandargaville.com forward slash waitlist to get on the list and make sure you don't miss out. I'll also pop that link in the show notes for you. Okay, so in this week's episode, we're chatting all about the nutrients and foods that are key for optimizing fertility, the main foods to avoid to prepare for conception, and also functional lab testing for fertility. We're going to chat briefly about HTMA or hair tissue mineral analysis, which is an awesome test for fertility and pregnancy that looks at your mineral status. So let's get into the episode. Hey, Andisha, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Fran. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here with you and chatting all about supporting yourself through fertility and preparing for pregnancy. So really, really excited to get into this conversation. So let's get straight into it. How much time should people be allowing for preparation before they start trying to conceive in an ideal world? Yeah, that's a really great question. I find it's so varied with each individual. I would say if you are thinking about starting a family, begin your preparation the moment you decide. We can do so much with the wonderful changes to our diet, our lifestyle practices 
that can have such a big impact on improving fertility, regulating our hormones, regulating our menstrual cycles. Um, We can also be optimizing egg quality and increasing our chances of conception through these dietary and lifestyle practices outside of needing to go and see a conventional health practitioner like our GP. This also decreases our chances of miscarriages when we focus quite heavily on diet and lifestyle practices. So yeah, I would say try and begin as soon as you start thinking about wanting to begin a family. Yeah, I really love that because I think there's very little focus on this. And as I know, we've had conversations before, but you know, amongst ourselves that often it's only after a year of trying, for example, and not successfully falling pregnant, that then people will often start to go and look into these things, you know, investigate their diet, investigate their lifestyle. But these are things that you can be doing now. And yes, they support your fertility and support your outcomes, but also they just generally support your health on a whole. So it's not like, of course, we're going to dive into some, you know, specifics around food and different things that you want to be thinking about, but supporting your fertility is really supporting optimal health. And yeah, I completely agree that as soon as you decide is a great time to start looking into this and you don't have to wait until, you know, things aren't working out to start to support yourself with nutrition and lifestyle factors. That is so true. There is so much that we can begin doing before we realize that we need to seek out other support definitely yeah absolutely so let's get into the specific foods that we want to be considering when it comes to preconception and supporting fertility yeah i'd love to share some of the key nutrients that i believe is foundational to optimizing fertility and um, and optimizing that preconception stage. So I'm going to touch on the body needs to methylate and methylation is a form of detoxification. And our bodies need to detoxify certain hormones in order for that cycle to continue. And for that to take place effectively, it requires four key nutrients. And those four key nutrients are vitamins B2, B6, B9, and B12. And as I touched on earlier within the dietary recommendations, these vitamins, we get them from organ meats. Uh, And other vitamins include methionine, choline, and betaine. Vitamin D, super important for anyone that is looking at trying to conceive, optimizing fertility. So our vitamin D receptors present on the cells of our ovaries, our placenta, our testes, and the pituitary gland. So all parts of our reproductive system. Vitamin D can enhance ovulation. And it also facilitates the transport of the egg and fertilization into the ovum duct. It also stimulates hormone production, which we require our hormones to be balanced in order for conception to to take place easily. So yeah, vitamin D is a key nutrient to add to one's diet. 
And the next vitamin I would focus on is zinc. So zinc is a nutrient that's essential for greater than 200 enzymes that function. And zinc is predominantly utilized for uh, our carbohydrate and protein metabolization. Uh, It's an antioxidant as well. So when I speak to being an antioxidant, it functions as an anti-inflammatory type of nutrient. So it's important for embryo development and a great source of zinc is oysters. So eating oysters would be a food that you would receive quite a high amount of zinc from. Outside of that, we could look at using a supplement for improving the levels of zinc within one's body. The next nutrient would be CoQ10. So CoQ10 is necessary for fertility. It's extremely key for egg and sperm quality. And it also is uh, classed as an antioxidant, so an anti-inflammatory. And CoQ10 helps protect and boost mitochondrial function. And so it is impactful for energy. The, it pretty much produces the energy within our cells. And good sources of CoQ10 include foods like sardines, grass-fed butter, nuts, seeds, and fresh fruit. The next nutrient I'm going to speak to is vitamin E with vitamin C married together. And it's a protective antioxidant and it works like vitamin E works really well in conjunction with vitamin C. And just for a bit of history, originally vitamin E was called the fertility X factor as um, it showed in a study that rats could not produce without good levels of vitamin E. And so good sources of vitamin E would be grass-fed butter, if you can get your hands on that, and nuts, seeds, and fresh fruit. So those, Fran, would be my four key nutrients that I would focus on to optimize conception and fertility in the initial stages. Yeah, I love that. That is so helpful. And I suppose to make that sort of tangible and actionable for people, because I think we can get a little bit bogged down in, okay, vitamin B2, vitamin D, hmm, zinc, CoQ10. Okay. This can become a little bit overwhelming for people. And we don't want you to just run out and take all of these supplements. You know, obviously, our work is is helping you find the supplements that are actually right for you and personalized to what you need. But when it comes to the food side of things, a lot of these nutrient-dense foods that we've mentioned cover a lot of these bases as well. So for example, the organ meats, things like liver covers a lot of your bases. It's got the B vitamins, it's got some zinc in there, uh, CoQ10. So, you know, that covers a lot of your bases, uh, iron as well. So when it comes to organ meats, it can be having things like organic liver capsules if you're not so inclined to go and cook up some livers. I don't either. So, you know, that's a great option. Or also 
getting some good quality liver pate. I just bought a, an organic pate and that's something I'll eat and I'll, you know, have that with crackers and it's delicious. And I'll just buy that every now and again to just top up these nutrient stores from a food source instead of having to add in supplementation. So there's those organ meats like liver, for example, also vitamin D that can come from, from food sources, as Andisha mentioned, high quality dairy products, and also the sun as well. Getting that sun exposure is a great way to get that vitamin D. That's more during those peak hours of the day. Uh, zinc as well, oysters, again, that can come from organ meats. CoQ10, again, can come from organ meats as well. So really looking at a lot of these different things, it's the organ meats, fatty fish, like salmon, for example, high quality dairy, if you tolerate it, quality nuts and seeds, all of these things. So we don't need to get too bogged down in the details, even though they're important. And I think that's really good that we covered that. But a lot of these nutrient dense foods are going to cover a lot of your bases. And I, I really like that because I think it's a really, really awesome thing. So Andesha, are there any specific foods that we should probably consider avoiding when we're starting to think about our fertility? Yes, for sure. And I'm going to bring them into one category and those foods being what we would class as inflammatory foods. And these inflammatory foods become quite a stressor within our bodies, which is going to impact our body's ability to then focus on what we are trying to work towards achieving. Uh, the foods within this category are refined carbohydrates, foods containing high amounts of sugar, be that added sugar or naturally occurring sugars. So when I refer to fresh fruit within the key nutrients, yes, they are great. However, five bananas or four bananas is, is not so great. So just to be mindful of the naturally occurring sugars, artificial sweeteners, are super inflammatory, vegetable fats, trans fats, and soy. So I bring all of these foods into this category as they are a stressor to the body and they are all void of any nutrients. So they have no nutrients within them that would be beneficial to providing our bodies with the energy that it is requiring to go through the functions of daily activity. So yeah, that would be my biggest category of foods to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in our work with clients, we do have definitely an 80-20 approach as much as possible. And the caveat to this is that sometimes if people are having fertility challenges or they have chronic health challenges or an autoimmune condition or something like that, sometimes we do need to be more diligent, more strict. So then these sort of foods need to be diligently avoided, whether that's for a period of time or ongoing. But this is very bio-individual and many people will be able to have that 80-20 approach ongoing and that's going to be you know, just fine and supportive for their fertility. And that's why it all comes down to bio-individuality and having this personalized approach because 
what's right for me may not be right for Andesha and, and may not be right for you. You know, we are all different. So we need to keep that in mind when we talk about specific recommendations of things to go for and supplements to take. And then also when it comes to foods to avoid as well. So during this preconception phase, well, let's just chat about whether we should be considering functional lab testing or other lab testing, because what I find, as we sort of spoke about often, people wait until there are problems and they're having trouble falling pregnant or having miscarriages, for example, and then they start to do the investigative work. But what I find is that we can take this empowered approach and be really proactive and get started, you know, looking into what's going on, nutritional deficiencies. If you have a history of digestive symptoms or gut related issues, looking into what's going on with your gut health and really building that strong foundation first. And that empowered and proactive approach is going to put you in the best place possible to support your fertility and support you, you know, also for a healthy pregnancy and beyond as well. So what is your take on this? And could you share with us a little bit about HTMA testing as well, which I know is something you're super passionate about and something I'm really excited to chat with you about as well. Yeah, for sure. Outside of the lifestyle and dietary recommendations that we could um, start to implement, we can definitely look at testing that is going to support and build on our ability to move through a a much easier conception. So I really love HTMA and my love for HTMA comes from understanding minerals will help support you on your fertility journey. And the reason it's going to support you on your, on your journey is because minerals are the spark plugs to everything that takes place within our bodies. So if you don't have adequate minerals within your body, our enzymes can't do what they are supposed to do. And this means that the signals and hormones cannot move in the body as they should. So digestion can't happen as it should. Fertility is impacted. Pregnancy is impacted. Your ability to breastfeed is going to be impacted. HTMA testing allows us to understand the mineral balances within one's body and it guides us with where the support is required at that particular time. It remains very bi-individual and it provides you with an added benefit, guidance, support in assisting you to better achieve fertility and have a greater chances at conception. Yeah, I love that. And we are always looking for ways that we can really personalize our clients' nutrition, dietary recommendations, supplement recommendations, lifestyle recommendations, because as we've spoken about, we all have different needs. We all have different things going on in our bodies. And in terms of supporting fertility and preconception, we all have different things that we need to focus on. And we really want to take that personalized approach. So these tools are so powerful, giving us this ability to personalize the way we can support and guide clients. So 
Let's chat about, I know we, we've also touched on this just a little, but what if someone has gut issues or hormonal imbalances or different things going on? I know we often work with people who have perhaps slightly more complex health challenges and we've both been through those health journeys ourselves so we definitely understand that but if someone's having a lot of gut issues hormonal imbalances and those sort of things what would be your advice should they be diving straight into this um, preconception side of things should they be you know perhaps taking some time to address their health concerns first and we'll say this with the caveat that this is completely up to you this is just our personal advice and and you know what I suppose we would do for ourselves and you have the right to make any decision that's that's right for you so what what's your take on that so yeah and you know seconding your caveat on each individual is able to you know make their own decisions for themselves but outside of me getting up and making an appointment to go to a gp to determine why i'm not conceiving quick enough I would take a completely different approach this time round, and I would start with the hair tissue mineral test analysis and see what minerals need to be balanced and how I can support my body with optimizing those minerals and bringing my body into a more balanced state. And following on from that, I would then move into the gut microbiome testing, which is what you and I offer and that really goes much deeper into the health challenges that our body may be moving through that we're not currently aware of. We can work with the hair tissue mineral analysis and the gut microbiome testing and really put together a highly individualized or bio-individualized protocol for an individual, even a couple. And following on from working with those two functional lab tests, should you experience further challenges outside of addressing minerals and the microbiome, we can then further explore your hormones. So In that sort of area of functional testing, we would look at testing a female's um, cycling hormone pattern together with their cortisol and cortisone patterns. And we can also do that for the male as well. So we have the ability to provide those functional lab tests for the couple and not necessarily just the female. So, and can I add to that as well, the hair tissue and mineral testing together with the gut microbiome testing, this is not just for the female, because I know when we think about fertility and conception, we, we focus solely on the female. This can be both the male and the female. So just to keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. That is a very, very good point. And I'm glad that you brought that up. And I know there's probably some women listening that have perhaps had to drag their partners to uh, 
listen to podcasts and perhaps go and get some testing done and things like that. Or that might be in your future if you are listening to this episode. So I think it's really, really important that we have that conversation as well, because it's definitely it's not just about the women's health. It's, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was that was very helpful. And I think with this, there are specific things, for example, with gut microbiome testing or hormone testing, the outcomes of that can identify certain things. For example, if there is, um, you know, some sort of gut infection or uh, perhaps estrogen dominance identified by hormone testing, these kind of things, generally speaking, you would want to be taking a bit of a break from trying to conceive for a few months to work on that. And then once you finish that, then you can go, you know, return to trying to conceive. And that's why the the sooner you start, the better, because then you have time to work through this and really get your health to a really, really solid, solid place before you start trying to conceive. But if you're already there and you feel like you have a lot of things going on, then it's quite a valid thing to, you know, decide to take a little break, work on these things for a few months and then come back to that in a much better place. So just to consider that the good thing about blood work and the hair tissue mineral testing is that the recommendations that come out of that are going to be appropriate um, to to do whilst you're um, trying to conceive versus that is, you know, a consideration with things like hormone testing or gut testing, for example, you then need to decide, uh, you know, based on the outcome of that, what you want to do and whether you do need to take a break from trying to conceive. So just want to mention that because we don't want people to go and spend money on testing when they're not actually going to go and, uh, you know, they don't want to take a break from trying to conceive and then they're not going to get the most out of that testing, in which case the blood work and the HTMA, they're going to be the best option. So we do have options for you regardless, but just want to make sure that everyone considers that. So Andisha, do you have any final little tips or anything that you'd like to share before we wrap up? I would like to add one last piece of information, and this is related to both you and I, Fran, have the ability to still, yes, you are trying to conceive, we can still see you or help you or support you if you are already in that stage of trying, so to speak, like if you are seeing a fertility specialist. And and then referring on to Fran, yes, the gut microbiome testing might not be something that would be appropriate at this point in time, but the hair tissue and mineral test testing together with you know, seeing where your hormones are or doing that hormone testing could be of benefit. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just all about the things that we are able to do. And obviously there's certain supplementation and things that won't be appropriate. However, if you're having trouble conceiving, that information is vitally important. So it, we may not be able to go and do some hardcore detox protocol to get rid of your excess estrogen, for example, but that information can be really, really critical. So yeah, that was that's a really great point. So thank you so much, Andisha. This has been absolutely awesome. And we will be doing 
many more episodes about different topics surrounding this. So stay tuned. And if anyone has any questions or topics that they'd really love us to dive into around preconception, fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, we would love to hear from you. So feel free to reach out to us and and share with us what you want to know. And if you loved this episode, stay tuned because we have something very exciting coming for you. So keep an eye on the podcast and come and follow us on Instagram if you're not already. Our Instagram name, it's just my Instagram, Fran Dargaville. I'll pop that link in the show notes. And thank you so much, Andisha. This has been an awesome conversation. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.